hi, welcome to the Innovation of Work podcast. I am beyond excited today for my guest, Albanios from Cummins. We have worked together for quite some time now. Um, you know, Al, you graduated from Cal Poly Pomona with a BS in mechanical engineering. Uh, then you started working with Cummins and you've been there now for nearly 18 years. I'd love to talk about your origin story um, and how you landed in uh, innovation at Cummins. So could you, could you share a little bit about uh, your background there? Absolutely, and thank you for having me uh, today, Robin. Um, as I look back, innovation has been a personal journey for me. It's, uh, it's a summation of several years of working in different markets, uh, service processes, and users, uh, our our service providers, right. and and this journey has started actually right after college. As something that you probably didn't know is that I work in the oil industry uh, before Cummins, and and got hands-on experience on on uh, horizontal drilling technology, which back in the nineties it was it was a brand brand new thing. Yeah. Then I switch over to the automotive trucking industry in Cummins, Mexico to field test engine prototypes. And that pretty much opened up the opportunity for me to be transferred to the US to support the launch of those products uh, back in 98. Okay. And I got an opportunity to be transferred over to the mining industry, which is, which is very unique. And, and, and because of the competitive nature and the nature of the work, they, they innovate as well uh, a lot. So back then I had the opportunity to be part of a remote monitoring program. And this, okay. is, this is middle of the 2000s. So a lot of early technology yeah. uh, back then. And then I had an opportunity to lead a global program to standardize the service process of 600 locations that Cummins has around the globe in 190 countries. That's so, a huge project. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, a couple of the key learnings is understanding our distributor customer facing operations, uh, number one, and the different players, the different users, right? And the second piece that was very important was the change management aspect. And especially when you cut across different cultures, different languages, yeah. and, and you're trying to bring a standardization and adoption of a new process. That's hard. Then as this journey, you know, continue in my, in my 24 year career, uh, I had an opportunity to do business transformation in collaboration with that, uh, one of our transmission manufacturing partners. Yeah. The idea was how can we uh, do better on services, servicing our, our customers who are kind of united by, by, a, by a powertrain. Mm -hmm. and, and in a sense, not knowing about Agile, we did, we did kind of like an MVP type of projects of uniting call centers together as, as the questions of, of uh, different, different service providers had uh, about is the problem lying on the engine, is the problem lying on the transmission, right. let's pick up the, the phone and, and, and troubleshoot together. And, and also that, that uh, uh, helped me to, to get into looking into ways on how to speed up our service event process that was the origin for a smarter service tools that are being used today for, for our service advisor. Okay. All of that led to my last five years in Cummins into the digital innovation space. 
So as you can imagine, you know, as you mentioned in, in the introduction, I graduated with a mechanical engineering degree, right. a master's of engineering management in uh, through Ross Holman Institute of Technology, but I wasn't, I wasn't uh, really exposed to emerging technology. So it was in the five years that I had a, a practical kind of on the job training and learning of emerging technologies. And, and that led us to develop uh, really cool solutions for our customers by leveraging telematics, yeah. our advanced diagnostic systems. Then on the last three years, I have the opportunity to work with technology companies in the Indy area Right, <laughs> and, and, uh, which you know that that led me to to being exposed to the uh, to the speed, the experience, the knowledge of the startup world, and uh, and have the blessing to be part of an award-winning solution, you know, called Amble. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had a fantastic time working together. I think you know it's interesting to me that you know, you really started out in the field and you've really kind of had the full spectrum of exposure um, over a period of time where innovation has uh, you know evolved right when, when given given kind of when you started so i think that that provides just uh, such a good foundation um, for someone who focuses on innovation in in a large company like cummins so i think so speaking of cummins so celebrated the 100 year anniversary last year which is absolutely amazing. Uh, what what are the things that, I mean, you could tell from talking to you that you're super engaged and passionate about Cummins, but what keeps you uh, engaged and passionate of, of, about a company like Cummins? Yeah, I, I would say a couple of things, Robin. Uh, Cummins is, it's a innovative company by nature. It's innovative spirit and, and their passion for, for excellence. So, you know, if you think about it, we started back in 1919 as a diesel engine company, yeah. you know, and, and, and today in 2020, we are a power technology leader. Yes. We offer uh, different options for our customers in natural gas, electrification, hydrogen cells, uh, et cetera. Right. And that also includes uh, powertrain uh, options, right? But um, but most importantly, which is uh, the, the number two point, is its core values as a company. You yeah. know, a company that, that embraces, celebrates diversity, in, uh, inclusion, uh, you know, integrity is, is something, something on the top of our lab, uh, values. The caring aspect yeah. that, that ties into our, our safety solution and, and pretty much the teamwork which all those are ingredients for a great place uh, to work. Bob. Yeah, you know, and I have, I have experienced that certainly in, in working with you and the Cummins team. Um, you know, it is, it shows in really kind of every meeting and every conversation, the, um, the care that the company uh, places on employees and certainly from the, the safety aspect, which I've been most exposed to, um, it, it's truly, it's truly obvious that this is uh, the company really cares about employees, which uh, which is which is fantastic, uh, and it, it's certainly fantastic for for a company as uh, as that's got such a such a wonderful legacy. Mm -hmm. Well, so um, 
ancillary question. So you've been, you've been on the corporate innovation side of the business with a focus on digital for, for several years now. When you think about you know, digital acceleration, innovation, transformation, what, what now does that mean to you personally? And, and what's kind of your view on how, uh, what does that mean to a company like Cummins? You know, for, for us, and that's, and that's a really good question because it's about enhancing the customer experience in every aspect of the user interaction with our products and services that, that we offer. Right. So, so when I think about the digital accelerator uh, today in 2020, it's all about leveraging emerging technologies. Mm -hmm. It is telematics, machine learning, automation, artificial intelligence, you know, uh, among other other emerging technologies to drive that that innovation which means creating meaningful meaningful solutions to impact the life of not only from our customers but our service providers as well right. that brings me to the transformational aspect which is making our processes smarter mm -hmm. faster and and more efficient that translate again into customer loyalty and satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. No, that I that makes total sense. And I think when you keep that customer in mind, that changes really kind of how you approach things as well. It, that's got to be certainly center from an innovation perspective. So let's let's talk about there's when you think about you know starting and keeping you know digital innovation projects going, um, you know, and especially in a, in a large company. Um, what are some of the key elements to watch out for and plan for to keep projects moving? I know a lot of companies, you know, have very big programs. They try to embark on it, struggle a bit. Uh, would, would love to learn about kind of your thoughts on kind of those things to, to watch out for and plan for. Yeah, you know, I would say that, uh, first of all, have a very clear vision and mission. Mm -hmm. People in the organization not only understands, but can relate to, you know, a, dig a digital innovation project cannot be an abstract concept, you know, to them. They, they need to relate to it. They need to understand why they change, yeah. uh, why we're doing this. And this in turn keeps people excited, mm -hmm. supported as we keep pushing forward uh, with the program. And then uh, number two, is starting by calibrating internal stakeholders on agile methodology. Yes. You know, I remember, you know, one of my DA, DA programs, I was an agile evangelizer internally to educate people about being okay on developing an MVP and launching to the market. Right. Uh, you know, in, in our space, given that we are a power technology leader, we don't, we don't release half you know, develop products to the market. You know, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the customers in, in, in the nature of our business, they expect full functionality, but in the, in the software world, yeah. you know, you start with those uh, uh, initial pieces of value that they keep evolving and, and, and being enhanced incrementally. So, right. so that's one of the things to, to, to educate, you know, your internal, internal organization. Uh, number, number uh, another aspect, it will be make sure your team is, is full-time focused on it. Yeah. It's very tempting to, to pull a cross-functional team 
doing doing it part time right and and that that doesn't really work uh, that well uh, the other piece is being flexible to learn and and iterate innovation yep. is not waterfall right it, it's a it's a process of learning and most importantly fail fast you yep. know embrace embrace failure apply those learnings uh, number five I believe it is very important to create a key high-level promoters yep. in the organization. And again, looking back, one of the smartest things that, that I did was to involve senior level uh, uh, people early into the program, right. you know, at the concept level, you know, making them understand the benefits of a digital, uh, digital product. So when we created the product, they were pretty much our our cheerleaders sure. you know, that that help later on with with adoption and, uh, and 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 finally make sure you understand all of the aspects of change management yes. don't underestimate that point of adoption don't assume that because you created something everything is everybody's going to just uh, adopt it right away it's it's a process yeah absolutely uh, those are absolutely fantastic points. I love it all. I mean, having your having your stakeholders uh, understand why it all starts. I think with that to, you know, having having that concept of we we can innovate and we can move that even if we are a discrete manufacturer with with goods that have to be you know pristinely uh, high quality all of those just all the way to the stakeholders. It's just wonderful points. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think when we think about um, innovation projects that are internal versus external projects, um, how do you generally think about those differences and distinctions? I think Robin, external projects tend to go faster, right? Because, because they don't have to deal with internal bureaucracies, approvals, and, and, and so forth. And then this external project can, can, can focus, laser focus on, on getting it done. So, so, you know, to expand a little bit more, it is less permissions to ask. Yes. It's dependency on cross-functional groups who may have their work plans already well established, you know, with no extra capacity to accommodate any any other needs so so in summary i would say that the, the main difference is is velocity yeah it's yeah and i think you know i've heard this from many companies who talk about the fact that you know it's there's corporate standards and rules and process and a lot of rigor around that and being able to think uh open-mindedly and objectively about that and how you could have velocity uh, and still meet the spirit of that or meet that down the road in terms of those requirements is, is extremely important for velocity. Absolutely. So for, for us personally, you and I've worked together for, for over a year. I, I actually don't remember the exact time, time frame. It all, all runs together. We've, we've traveled together. We, uh, we, we've sang car songs in the car together and, uh, you know, share, cried on each other's shoulders. <laughs> what are, what are kind of some of the key learnings that you have from, from working with our team at Anvil? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I gotta tell you that in my, in my 24 years, 
that has been uh, a key milestone, you know, in my professional life and 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 and, and learnings that I'm actually applying today uh, in 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 my new in my new programs. But you know, uh, speed is one of them, and and in a big corporation uh, now, knowing what I know now out of my ample experience, it's about focusing on on that MVP. Aspect and avoiding the temptation of going into a full end-to-end uh, solution. Right. So, so the third aspect is ability to iterate. You know, I, I remember Robin when when we started working together, we were focused on on an in-shop solution. Yeah. I'm sorry, on a, on a on a field solution. Right. And and then after talking, making our discovery rounds through different branches. Yeah. We learned that actually the immediate opportunity was was on InShop, so we yeah. were able again to to iterate iterate fast yeah. and avoid those those new learnings. Yes, uh, you know, focus on the end user. Mm-hmm. The end user, you know, extremely important. And and I remember, uh, you know, if you remember our friend Nick, I do branches older older technician yeah. that that became our our biggest promoter. Yes. Yes. Uh, also, a positive, positive attitude. You know, I, I would say that innovation is not for everybody. You know, it's it's a roller coaster of, of emotions, but you need to have a, a positive attitude, the the unexpected, uh, being resilient, uh, in 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 able to continue to focus and complete the mission. Yeah. And how you do that by being passionate about about your idea. You know, I remember you and I, because of what, of our backgrounds, yeah. you know, safety was something, something personal for us, you know, right. we're, we're fighting for it, you know, and, and, uh, and also the other aspect that I learned in, in, in a company and, and usually very, very similar in, a, across corporations, we love our meetings, right? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but those, those are what I, I, I would consider rapid debriefs, the daily stand-ups, Yes. You know, a very smart, efficient way in 15 minutes to keep everybody appraised of the work yes. and bring awareness of all the different, you know, blockers so the team could address, uh, which brings to my, to my last, but not, not the uh, last point, but not the last learning, which is leveraging that is diverse skill set that the team had. Yeah. You know, looking back, you know, I, I have the blessing to, to work side by side with one of those high performing teams that, that we work as a, as a Swiss, Swiss clock. You know, <laughs> everything synchronized to perfection, yeah. leveraging all the different unique skills that every one of those team members had to, to put together and create such an amazing company and product as well. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful. And you know, I think when we think about, you know, the time that we spent really listening to the customer, really listening to that end user and taking that feedback and really um, taking it to heart and really thinking about what that meant for what we were building together, I think um, that influenced us every day. And, and I have always been really a promoter of kind of that think about the user as you design the product so that that user centered design focus but it was really emphasized for me personally on the importance of that 
in, in conversations with uh, folks like like Nick and, and what actually happened by listening to his feedback um, and and helping him understand why we were why we were doing what we were doing, why we were building what we were building. Um, but not only that, actually seeing that by taking his feedback into consideration and others that we then add a product that people wanted to use and it and it and it they wanted to use it because we had listened to them and we had built it in such a way that it, it took into consideration their needs, which we've all been better for it. So I think that's one important thing. I would add one other thing that I personally learned through through the experience. And that is um, from a corporate innovation perspective, it is so important to think about as a, as a startup or as you're starting a new product or maybe even just rolling out a newer product uh, to a, a, a big corporate, you've got to think about the big corporate needs. So things like having high quality and having, you know, glow, that, that global type of support, you know, that uh, the really, um, really robust support and services. Mm -hmm. um, you really have to think through those things because those are expected and they'll be needed and they'll, they'll make a huge difference. So no matter what kind of innovation project you might be embarking on, you still need to think about how do you satisfy those enterprise needs, I think. So that was a learning that, that I had personally from, from my experience. Absolutely. No, you, 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 there, was a, there was a great ending to that question, Robin, especially you know, for us in 600 locations, that means 190 countries yes. you know, across the globe with, with different cultures, different languages. And, 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 you know, again, you guys were, were amazing of being able to accommodate uh, those, those global needs to the point that uh, right now, you know, uh, South Pacific, you know, is, is using the product and soon to come right. other regions uh, in the world. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think uh, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't be more excited. And I just feel like we started out with uh, a really good foundation that we tweaked along the way. So mm -hmm. um, a big thank you publicly for all of that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of our passion at Anvil for, for moving companies from paper to digital. I mean, that is what we're, you know, we're very focused around that and helping companies move the needle um, lots of companies trying to go digital in a lot of ways. Um, and there's still, you know, when we talk to companies, any type of company, really kind of in any industry, uh, every company is still dealing with some manner of paper forms or paper processes someplace and trying to figure out how do I move the needle uh, to go digital. What, what do you recommend uh, to other corporations who are who are looking at these digital transformation projects, what what should they be thinking about? I, I think you know it's it's looking at at the uh, broad of new opportunities that a digital solution like Amble you know brings to the table. Mm -hmm. you know, all the uh, I, I remember one one of the key you know motivators for for us as Cummins to move into digital. It was all the data that I that it was not being used. You know, when you have a paper process, yeah. all that data is stored in boxes. Mm -hmm. It's it's only being used for audits, yeah. right? But but nothing to be more more proactive. So it's it's leveraging the data, closing those communication gaps. You yeah. know, between between workers and you mentioned earlier, like like mining technicians. Yes. You know, where where usually those sites are hours away. 
from, from distributor locations. So right. how can we leverage technology to close those communication gaps, which at the end of the day, we want to create a culture of caring, yes. which, which results in three immediate benefits in, in my mind. Yeah. You know, number one is the reduction of incidents, yeah. you know, by leveraging real-time data mm -hmm. instead of papers that hardly any, anybody has time to, to read. Right. Number two, in terms of that culture of caring, you know, making feel that, that workers, uh, you know, people are listening to them. Yes. Right. And, and, uh, and also in the same token, streamlining the process. Yeah. You know, it's, it's eliminating, making, making the process, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, is smarter, yeah. faster, and, and more efficient because when you have a piece of paper with 70 plus questions, yeah. uh, it, it, sometimes it becomes redundant, it, it becomes uh, obsolete. And, and again, by leveraging data, you can, you can laser focus on the content, keep your content fresh, relevant, meaningful to them, and in a, personal, in a, in a way personal to them uh, uh, as, as well. And, and not to mention, you know, equally important is, is the green savings, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of thousands of thousands of paper, you know, meaning uh, carbon footprint that, that, that now we are, we are eliminating by going to a digital product. Yeah, no, that's, those are wonderful answers. And, you know, there are those discrete black and white savings. And then, you know, one thing I know you and I are both very passionate about, you mentioned it is, is creating creating that communication loop so that, you know, data doesn't just go in a filing cabinet and it's never looked at again and, and what kind of transformation that has. And, you know, we're still, we're still looking, I think uh, many companies are looking for those solutions where you can connect the workers and how do you create that, um, that communication loop so that you can get timely feedback and make changes and save on quality issues and ultimately, you know, from, from an Anvil perspective, we want to, we want to help workers go home at the end of the day safely. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge opportunities out there um, that, that we're really excited about. Absolutely. All right. Couple, couple of, couple of last questions for you. So mm -hmm. um, we've worked closely together kind of for frontline worker safety, you know, for quite some time goal is to, really make sure that before the before the death, before the injury, before the near miss, that we intervene and, and can make a difference kind of in the moment. Um, so what's your wish list for us at Anvil? What would you like us to be doing, be thinking about uh, to advance the move toward uh, you know, zero, zero incidents? Yeah, uh, no, no, thanks, thanks for asking. Uh, you know, for me, is to, to continue leveraging machine learning and artificial uh, intelligence model uh, to create real-time advice for technicians to prevent the, the, the next uh, accident. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I remember and one of the moments that I cherish the most was that in, in, in one of our deployment sessions with technicians, you know, the older, the older techs kind of... Uh, uh, grab the uh, one of the benefits to say you know we have we have a generation that is retiring yes a new young generation that is coming in how can we transfer all of those learnings of several years on 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 how to make it safer 
and and now you know we have we have a solution uh, in place, and 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 it's exciting that can be now we can in a sense extract that knowledge in a practical way and in a way that keep, continues to 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 iterate. Yes. The aspect of it is how can we integrate this piece, uh, Robin, into our service event platforms mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in a way that that now the tool is smart enough. Uh, if I'm a technician and I'm about to work on a, on a mining engine where a turbocharger weighs at least 35 pounds, right. uh, the, the tool is gonna learn me right away, you know, make sure that, that you use the proper lifting procedures and tools and so forth. Right. Uh, or if there is a component that has a sharp edge, you know, to install, that is gonna let me know and as well of the other side benefits of trending data yes. and, and, and so forth. So, so again, it, it, it opens an array of, of opportunities that, that 20 years ago, you know, we didn't have. Yeah. And also, you know, mobile devices, especially wearables, mm-hmm. you know, are becoming more, more popular across industry from ordering a pizza, you know, yeah. through, through uh, health, you know, benefits. So, you know, there is a strong interception to put this, these two pieces together. So, uh, you know, in a, in a COVID, COVID world, yeah. you, know, you, can, you, can, you can detect, you know, if somebody's having a health issue to alert the worker and the supervisors, not, not only for the care for themselves, yeah. but others as well uh, around them. Yeah, no, those are, those are wonderful points. We, we have a lot, we have a lot of that, a lot of good foundation to advance some of those uh, features. And I think I love the point about really more tightly integrating kind of that safety policy process, best practices um, in a more practical way in the moment. You know, that is, that is really kind of where we started and, and how can we continue to move the needle uh, for frontline workers, both with just the software integrations and then the tech integrations as well, whether that is, uh, you know, smart PPE, leveraging the goodness that you have from a mobile device in the moment. There's so much, so much that um, still we, we expect to tap into. So yeah, those are, those are, those are wonderful ideas. All right, let's zoom, zoom way out. Uh, I'm sure that when we think about just innovation that you would love to see happen in your lifetime, what, what's your vision uh, or your wish list of what you would like to see happen and, and that you're maybe excited about? Uh, you know, I think, I, I think, and this is going to sound more kind of like off, off my core in terms of uh, industry and That's so cool. forth. That's cool, yeah. But, but uh, you know, uh, it's exciting to see the, the medical advancements mm-hmm. to, into digital solutions and especially uh, you know, with illnesses like like Alzheimer's, you yes. know, uh, hopefully in my lifetime, you know, I would love to see digital solution that that helps you know people with that kind of uh, mental issues to remember. You yes. know, thinking to myself, uh, we have GPS technology. You know, is th- is there a way to create a digital solution that maps? you know, your daily routines around your house oh, that's a wonderful that, idea. that kind of helps you, you know, to remember things that, that perhaps, perhaps you miss. Yeah. So, you know, this, this is part of the uh, uh, digital innovation that, that, that we didn't, we didn't have before. So, and, and other, 
other pieces, again, to prevent uh, uh, injuries, uh, prevent illnesses, and, and, and so forth. So, so hopefully, hopefully my son, you know, will be able to see those, those become realities as, as we see this rapid, you know, transformation that, that we are witnessing uh, today. Yeah, and I think that I love I love all those and and completely agree with you on those would be wonderful wonderful advances. I think too it's going to be interesting to see with you know what what work is happening now with vaccines and how fast mm -hmm. how fast can we even innovate uh, to to create solutions for you know the pandemic that we're that we're still in right now. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what we learn out of this and how we could apply some of those learnings to to move faster from from a health perspective so love, love absolutely al as always uh absolute blast talking to you you and i could talk for hours on end about many many <laughs> topics i sincerely appreciate you uh joining us and sharing your perspectives both personally and uh professionally uh a blast and uh, a thank you again yeah, no, no. Thank you so much, Robin. It's always uh, a pleasure uh, connecting with you and, and, and talking about these uh, exciting topics. All right. Well, thanks so much. Keep, keep up the good work. You know, it's, it's great to see how Amble continues to, to, to innovate, you know, and, and, and produce incremental value for, for, for all of us, you know, Cummins and, and the rest of the world. So. Oh, Al, thank you so much. Sincerely appreciate it.